Hey, Paige. Hey, Sam. What you doing? Dreading this part two. Same. Yeah, my stomach's already tore up. <laughs> It'll be okay, though. We'll get through it together, and then we'll spread awareness of her. So I yeah. think I think that that benefit outweighs some of the negativity. Not all of it, some of it. Oh yeah, yeah it is. Uh, but besides that, what are what are we doing? <laughs> Recording this full T Rex episode <laughs> on what podcast? MQ Murder Mystery and Mayhem. Motherfucker. Uh, so we gonna do any extra uh, stuff before we get into this full T Rex bullshit? Yeah, I got a question for you. Okay. So you're driving. Uh huh. There is a grandpa on the right in front of your car, uh-huh. and there is a toddler on the left in front of your car. Uh huh. What do you hit? The tree. No, that's not an option. Uh, if I'm in a car, I could just <laughs> hard right, <laughs> just like right into the tree. <laughs> there is a grandpa. <laughs> there is a toddler. This works better if it's on the train tracks. What do you hit? I. There's no good answer. There is. Where's the Where's the toddler's mother? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I need to have a talk with this the toddler's mother, okay? Um, what do you hit? I don't know. Probably the grandpa, because he's lived a long life. Let the toddler live longer. Why wouldn't you just hit the brakes? You didn't tell me I had brakes. <laughs> I said what? I didn't say who. Mm. You did say tree, though. I did say tree. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're supposed to hit the brakes, Sam. <laughs> well, I mean, you said it. If you're giving me two options and two, I think I would feel worse about hitting the toddler. <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I wonder what that says about me. <laughs> that you got to hit the grandpa? Yeah. Do you remember that show, uh, Dinosaur? Mm-hmm. Where they would just throw the old... Oh, yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gross. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. Yeah. No, I need to know what that says about me now. No, maybe it's my lack of grandpas that created that scenario for me. No, I mean, I mean you said it. They lived a long life. Didn't say it was good or bad. <laughs> it's just the long one. <laughs> or maybe they're a young grandpa. You didn't specify the age. <laughs> so, if uh, given uh, that question, which would you choose if you were me? I would say the brakes. I mean, if you didn't think that the brakes were an option. <laughs> because it wasn't expressly discussed prior to the answer. Throw that bitch in reverse. <laughs> the whole, whole engine just falls out. <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it. <laughs> or it'll turn it sideways and you'll still keep going and hit both of them. That's what we said in the comments. So I got that off of TikTok. It's break and drift it and get both get, get both the points that is perfect oh my god 
I don't know. Did y'all ever play the, that game where <laughs> we did whenever we were in high school anyways, where you shout out how many points it would be if you hit somebody on the side of the road? No. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be like, you know, 10 points for a small person and more for no an older person or a bigger person. <laughs> yeah, no, we were bad kids. <laughs> No, you just had Animals a, a real um, dark sense of humor. Yeah. That's all. Animals do. No, it's bad. No, I never did that. Um, <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> well, that got awkward. Uh, <laughs> um, are, we, are we just jumping into this bitch today? Um, this is part two of a multi-parter. So if you want to know the background of Michelle... No tech, who is the primary focus, I guess, on this series, because she's a terrible ass person. You might want to go back to to part one, where it shows, or we talk about how she wasn't just a bad adult; she was a terrible ass kid too. Real quick recap: I'm going to try to hit all the points without uh, screwing anything up too bad. <laughs> Shelly Notek, the person that we're going to be focused on, her father was Les. His first wife, which is Shelly's mother, was Sharon. They had three children together. Honestly, the other two don't really come into play at, at all for the rest of the story. <laughs> it's just uh, one of her brother's sons ends up living with her. Then, some point shortly after the third child was born, uh, Les and Sharon got a divorce. He ended up with Shelly's stepmother which is laura and honestly laura she, is she is she did the best she could with what she had <laughs> and there was not a whole lot and this was back in the 60s 70s so after sharon died uh all three children ended up living with les and laura but the two older ones had been living with him for quite a while before the uh, before the third one ended up living there Shelly was always the leader of the pack, I'm going to say, because she was more manipulative and just strong-willed, I'll say. And liked to put glass in her shoes. Yeah, I was getting there. The The middle brother, he would not speak unless Shelly essentially gave him permission to or told him what to say. And then the third one, I think his name was Paul, he was feral. He was just out there living essentially on his own. That was terrible. So when he went to live with Les, when they all three were living at Les and Laura's house, when Shelly did not get her way, she would retaliate in various ways uh, against her siblings and her mother, or her her father and stepmother. She would put broken glass into their shoes because that is a normal thing to do. Uh, and then when Shelly wanted something and they said no, then she would start making up stories about people. Specifically, her father, when she was 15, she had uh, told her school counselor that he had raped her, which was not true. Uh, there was examinations and all this other stuff that had happened, but she is such a pathological liar that nobody could believe her. And I hate saying that because, you know, I'm always, I always err on the, the, the side of caution when it comes to somebody making those claims. Mm -hmm. Like, I tend to believe them before I even hear the other side of the story. 
But with this one, it's just like, what the fuck? Eventually, she got old enough after being kicked out of, like, I don't know, six or seven different schools. She graduated. She ended up meeting a guy named Randy. They got married. Her family was hoping that that would mean she wasn't going to be such a burden on them anymore. So that didn't happen. <laughs> um, they ended up having Nikki together. So then Shelly, so they got divorced. She made his, she made Randy's life uh, a living hell, like making him live in his car when he was the only one working. They weren't paying rent or anything because they were living in their father in her father's home, not home in a home that her father owned. Um, and then they got divorced, and then she met Danny, and they had Sammy together. They were together for about five years before they got a divorce, and uh, she pulled a bunch of the same shit with him, and he couldn't take it anymore, so he bounced. Uh, but they had Sammy together, and so at this point, it's. Shelly, Nikki, Sammy. Danny bounces. She ends up meeting a man named Dave Notek. And after several years of them talking and stuff like that, they end up getting married. But she was constantly manipulating him, at, even at the very like start of their conversation when they met in the bar. She's like, oh, I'm a single mother. Their ch their fathers didn't want them, which is not true. Their fathers did want them, but she hid them from them. Yeah. So he ended up being the knight in shining armor that kept, well, essentially he worked, made sure that they had the things that they needed. She ended up quit, quit claiming the deed to the house to him. So they didn't foreclose on, <laughs> on the house. I, d I don't think that would fly these days. Because uh, there's a whole bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo that goes along with that. But they're in Washington. I don't know. Maybe their um, laws are different as far as that goes. Here, you can't do that if you're uh, <laughs> if you're in some financial issues. You can't just quit claim your deed. You quit claim your house over. And be like, oh, it's not mine anymore. It's theirs. I don't, uh, you know. That's not how it works. But again, we're in Tennessee. And then, shortly before they got married, the reason they got married was because Shelly told Dave that she had cancer, which she did not at all. Not even a little bit. Anyway, so they got, uh, they got married, uh, their house burns down, they moved to a new one, and that's kind of where we left off last time. That was like a 10-minute recap, because mm -hmm. I did not write this down prior to, and I was just trying to recall the things that we talked about. So, essentially, she grows up, three marriages, two kids at this point, new house. Lots of manipulation and claiming of rape. A shit ton of debt. <laughs> like I can't, I can't imagine doing the things that uh, she did. But I don't know. There's, there's a lot. Her brain is very warped. Yeah, it is. I really want to see a brain scan. I don't know why. I just, I wouldn't even know what I'm looking at. I just want to see it. <laughs> that sounds really stupid, but like I just. So they move into this beautiful house. Secluded. Uh, secluded. It is a two-story home that has a basement, so like the basement, the first story, then the second, or the first floor, I guess, and the second. This is where, trigger warning, I guess, there is child abuse in this episode, or at least discussion of it, not actual child abuse, and torture, uh, essentially. And it's not essentially; it is torture. She she tortured the fuck out of multiple people. A lot of a lot of the stuff that she did to the children before now was not really as bad as it gets because she was always around people. The home that they were in, 
was not secluded. So she may have she may have belittled them and and treated them like they were complete garbage, but she didn't force them to do the things that she will. But the psychological and the physical abuse got worse in this house because there wasn't that those extra sets of eyes on them. Their closest neighbor was they wouldn't be able to see directly into their yard or into their home. And we know this because she made uh, Nikki uh, go around the perimeter of their property where like the main roads are and everything to see if somebody could see their house. Like I said, she would call them, she would tell them that they were worthless. They telling them to get out of her face because they make her sick or calling them little bitches. And the just random psychological things. These are the small things that happen. And I know those are big things, but they're comparatively, these are the small things that happen. Yeah. It makes me sick what all she does. I know. (laughs) The book is so fucking good, though. Uh, We'll talk about that at the end. Um, But anyway, so so when I say psychological stuff, like, she would, on Christmas Day, she would buy them or re-gift the gifts that their biological fathers had sent. And she would let them open all the gifts and it would be such a great time. And then she'd figure out which one they liked the best. And then she would take it away. Mm-hmm. Put it in a closet and tell them that they cannot have it. And if they were found with it, there was hell to pay. But but she would go through the motions of showing them exactly where she hid it so that she could catch them later. Because they're children. Mm-hmm. And there's There's not that thought process at this point of... I really shouldn't touch that. Mom said not to. It gets there. It gets to the point where they're afraid to get out of their bed at night. Well, actually, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed out of the bed. Yeah, they're not allowed. The, ugh, the fucking she shit she would do. Randomly go into their rooms and turn on the lights and all the other shit too. Uh huh. Didn't she? Wouldn't she like yell at the top of her lungs too? Oh, there is. Like, Asleep. There is that, but what at first it was it was little stuff. It was flooding back. To oh me. no, it's fucking. Talk, talk it floods back to me, and it's just a fucking nightmare. No, it's fine because I'm having a hard time verbalizing it. I have a bunch of shit written down, but I, there's having it in my head is one thing. Bringing it out and making it cohesive is is a whole other. But she would do the the the, the trick with the the tape. Yes. On the door. Yeah. So, and it, in a spot that they wouldn't see or mm-hmm. couldn't reach at the time. And if it was broken, again, all hell, hell would break loose. She would withhold showers from them. Mm-hmm. And baths. Oh, no. She wouldn't bed. just withhold. Like, they were not allowed to shower. Yeah. They were not allowed to use the bathroom anywhere. And they were still going to school. So, they were going to school as the stinky kids. Uh-huh. Well, not all of them. No. Nikki. Nikki the most. Nikki the most, because Nikki was the, she was the more submissive one. She was the older one, so she was protecting the other. Right. She was, she was more protective of of Sammy. So Sammy was able to make friends and have that cushion, sort of. Yeah, because she was able to cope with this. She was, but Shelly was more afraid when, when Sammy got older that she would start talking about the things that that Shelly would make them do. Mm -hmm. And so... She was a lot less, I don't know, I hate to say that that Sammy, well, she wasn't as much of a target as Nikki was. Oh, yeah. Nikki was the straight-up target. Oh, she absolutely was. So there was the psychological portion there. And the physical part, or the physical abuse, was if she, anything that she could get her hands on, whether that be a shoe, a spatula, a fucking extension cord, Mm -hmm. the extension cord seemed to be your favorite there for a bit, but it got so bad that... 
the girls would go to bed with extra layers of clothing on Mm -hmm. in case she decided to pop in their room, turn on the lights, pull their blankets off, and just start beating the shit out of them. Or the part where she uh, would come in their room, turn on the light, pull their blankets off, and make them go sleep outside. Yes. In the dead of winter. Again, they're in Washington. Yes. She is... There is so much stuff that they she did to them. That and I won't even be able to touch half of it, to yeah. be honest. Otherwise, we would be here for like an entire year, and both of us would be miserable. We already are. Also, going back to the gift thing, mm-hmm. if other family members were to give, give you know, the girls gifts. And they liked it better than hers? Oh, it was that. They would give a shit the other one did. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, like, Shelly's has to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. They they eventually caught on to that, but it took a few gift exchanges before they got it. Right, before they were realized. Um, sorry, I keep interrupting, but everything just I, keeps flooding back. No, you're totally fine, because that helps with, with some of it, because I didn't put it all in there, because the book is so good, you need to go ahead and buy it and, and read it. Yeah, it is <laughs> just really Just do that. If you want to cry, it's great. It's, it's so very detailed, and a lot of it is in the girls' words. Mm-hmm direct quotes from the girls and so it puts you in their shoes and it makes you exceedingly angry that there is not a system in place that allowed them to get the help they needed when they needed it because you can't tell me nikki was not at school yeah nikki played volleyball in school and was always in like long dark tights Mm -hmm. with the shorts over them and it wasn't a fashion choice. I'm sure it would have been fine back then, but <laughs> um, she had to. But she had to because she had bruises mm-hmm. all down her, her all, all, and she would bruise them where their clothes would cover. cover. Mm-hmm. She was always very careful and very meticulous, and she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing. There, she may have had some type of mental illness, but there's nothing that could uh, ever convince me that she needed to be released from from prison oh, fuck no. so at this point she has destroyed dave oh yeah dave is just a shell of a man they refer to him as a shell of a man in just about every chapter yes, <laughs> because she would demean it like he was this strong individual who was served in the military and was a hard worker and just he was his own person and she just fucking annihilated him she did uh he would work 12 to 14 hours a day in order to stay awake because he would always his like logging or, or foundation or something of the sort i can't remember exactly what he had but he would have to snort i say snort sniff that um in the medic packs where you know the the strong smelling stuff is that oh, yeah. that wakes people up yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. he would have to keep those on hand while he is in machinery doing a dangerous job, and smell those so he could continue working and bring home money to Shelly, which he didn't get any of. Oh, no. It went all to Shelly. And bills may or may not have been paid. I'm going to go on the not paid part. (laughs) Uh, She liked having the perception of living that white picket fence life Mm -hmm. where everything on the outside just looked beautiful. The house was pretty. The inside was decorated nicely. There's pictures of smiling kids and shit all over the wall. But that was just a mask. Oh, yeah. She's a fucking mm-hmm. sociopathic, narcissistic, bipolar ass. 
Yeah, that, that hits all points. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if she ever got a psychological, to be honest. I'm sure. I'm going to have to look into that more. Because uh, I want, I would love to see what she would have been diagnosed with. I'm, I'm pretty positive. I feel like I heard this somewhere, and I may be wrong, so we can cut this. But narcissists are really good at masking shit. So, like, on those tests and stuff, mm-hmm. they're really good at faking it. Like, really, they know what answers to, or they know what they should answer. Yeah. No, that makes sense. The, okay, the the extremely intelligent narcissist might I be think, able to fool them. I think that she's pretty fucking smart. She probably is. Um, I mean, really. I mean, she went years without having, like, she was so meticulous in everything she did. Everything. She hid so much from Dave that she had them, con- he, she had him convinced that the kids were abusing her. And I also think that she was doing it, what is it, trial by error? Mm-hmm. Like, she was trying things to see what she could get away with, and if she couldn't, then she, mm-hmm. she had to change it a little bit. Yeah. And then she, you know, like, yeah. she was trying to figure out what she could get away with. Yeah. And then so. she learned that anything she wanted to do, as long as the person was weak-minded, mm-hmm. or at least broken down to the point where they were weak-minded, drugged, and children. Those were her people. Elderly. Elderly. Yeah, there's there's that, too. And if they had family, she would find a way to put a wedge between them and isolate them. Okay, so as far as Dave goes, he, he was, like we said, a shell of a man. She She destroyed him to the point mentally that if she ordered him to do anything for the punishments that she deemed necessary he wouldn't ask questions he wouldn't argue like he stopped arguing years prior mm-hmm. he just fucking did it yep he did and i have a hard time having any sympathy for him oh no i don't have sympathy for him but maybe empathy is the better word i have I, empathy in the fact that he was broken down to that point right. i i can I can wrap I can wrap my head around him doing the things that he did because of her. Mm-hmm. I don't excuse it. Oh no, not he's at still all. A shit bag. Oh for yeah, doing it. But I I understand that mindset mm-hmm. because narcissists they they fuck you up. Yeah, they and definitely fuck you up. She was an extreme one. She was. I do not excuse him whatsoever. And no. I still think he should be in jail as well. Yeah, no, he should have um, been longer as well. Yeah. He's been out for years. I do think that. I do not excuse it, but I understand the mindset. I mean, I do. It's, you are fucked up. One of these punishments that Shelly would use on the kids frequently it was called wallowing. And this is at any point. It could be fucking hot as shit outside in the middle of the night in winter, like, there was no time, rhyme, or reason <laughs> to this punishment. Other than the fact that Shelley decided she was bored with her life and she needed to torture someone. Torture someone. This is fucking awful. So this is... This whole last episode is a trigger. Trigger. Warning on child abuse on this one here. But Wallen would be making Nikki usually, sometimes Sammy... It, what, it, Sammy's didn't happen as often as, as Nikki's and we're going to get to where Shane's involved too but Nikki would be or the kids would be stripped down they would be completely naked and they were would be made to go outside Dave would hold the water hose on them where they were just being constantly sprayed and they would be made to wallow around in the mud or the ice or whatever 
they were standing on at the time. Yeah, it'd be fucking cold. Um, oh, whatever, it'd be fucking because, freezing. Because she said they were filthy like pigs, and they needed, like, that's, she was going to make them act that way. This is how they were given showers sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't, I don't know how they survived. Because I'm not kidding when, when I say, like, in the dead of winter, it, at night. In, yeah. She loved doing it in the middle of the night. It was, like, her favorite thing. Also, she had this penchant for removing their clothes for punishments. Yeah, she loved nudity. Not in a sex... They said not in a sexual way. It was just... It was a power way. It's it's her form of power over them. She could make them get undressed, and she Mm -hmm. could make them do whatever the hell it was that she wanted. She wanted them to wall around on the floor. They they did it. Mm -hmm. She wanted them to do jumping jacks for hours. They fucking did it. Yep. Or sleep on the floor. Or sleep on the fucking floor. She just, she loved taking things that would be a... I, so, in my house, I talk about rights and privileges. Mm-hmm. Like, my kids have a right to a bed. They have a right to food. They have a right to, to the necessities of life, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then the privileges are like the phones and the tablets and the eyes, whatever. All of that shit. Those, those rights or needs, she would take it away. She wouldn't feed them properly. She withheld food. She withheld showers. She withheld the toilet. And I do mean she withheld the toilet. They were not allowed to sneak out at all. And what's worse is she didn't only do this to her children. She did this to other people and other people's children. But there's so much more that she did to them. Oh yeah, so much more. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I'm not kidding. We could, we could make an entire year long podcast about all the things that she did to these children, and to Dave, and to Shane, everyone else. But you know, take a step back from from that for a second. <laughs> Laura, you know, Grandma, she was still very. She tried to be involved, and I wish that the kids felt that they could go to her because I think she would have done something. But she didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. But Shelly was so fucking controlling that whenever Laura would come, she would stay in Nikki's bedroom. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, that's weird. Why are the why are the, the windows nailed shut? Mm-hmm. Why is there a lock on the outside of the, of the bedroom? I'm not sure why these things didn't, like, trigger something. Trigger something but it, it didn't. Or it was explained away by Shelly. Oh, those... It that was like that when we got the house. I didn't do those, and then she would change the subject. Or the way she dealt with Laura was she would essentially go on a monologue <laughs> of how everyone else did wrong, mm-hmm. and then she tried the poor pitiful me thing, and then Laura eventually started standing up to her like, "No, you're full of shit," and then Shelley would you know explode. <laughs> that's that's how their their conversations go yeah she would ask the girls like how how is it how is it over here are are you guys good you got everything you need the girls were trained you don't say shit to anybody Mm -hmm. and everything's great and that's what they told them the worst thing that they said about their mother what to laura was that she's weird she's like what are what's up with these locks on the door i don't know mom's weird and they just went about their day like, I feel like that should have been more of a red flag. But honestly, if you're not in that mindset, I don't think there would be massive red flags going off. At least at that time. Because now we have so much information flowing into our homes of signs of abuse. And, mm-hmm. and like, we've lived half of it. But <laughs> True. And Laura, being a mom, 
she probably, you know, she knows the motherly-daughter bond. Mm-hmm. Like, you love your kids. Mm-hmm. And so Shelly put on an act. Right. So, I mean, she probably didn't, had no idea that she would do that to her babies. Like, mm-hmm. they were a part of her, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and when I say she would put on, like, it was perfect. She was loving and doting, and she would snuggle with them, and she was she was the perfect mom. She had it in her to do that. Oh, yeah. All the time. She chose not to. Oh, perfect. In 1988, Shelly decided to take in her youngest brother's son. His name is Shane. Shane was around 10 years old at this time, and I think Nikki was around the same age because they were, they were really close in age. Right. Shane lived a life of neglect prior to moving into that house. It didn't seem like there was a lot of physical abuse going on with him, but it, at the time, by his parents. But he essentially had to take care of himself because I think his parents had um, issues with law enforcement and substance abuse. At least that's what it seemed like. So when she decided that she was going to bring him in because I think her brother was going into prison or something for for a period of time. And the mother uh, was not going to be able to take care of him. She was the nicest person there ever was. She set him up in the spare room. Um, she got him a big bed. She got him clothes. There was that lovely... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't a spare room. It was in the basement. She set him up in the basement with the big bed and the and the, the clothes and the everything that you would need to, to spoil a child that had been neglected for years. Mm-hmm. And then that honeymoon phase ended. And he was... The new target. Or co-target, yeah. Because it was always Shane and Nikki. Those two were always received the brunt of every punishment. Every weird little anger thing that that happened with Shelly. She just zoned in on those two. So she started by making him work on chores around the house. And then it got a little bit more difficult tasks, you know, do the things outside. Mm-hmm. Work from the time the sun is up till till it goes down. Work in your underwear. And she did this to the girls, too. By the, or at least out. at least Nikki. I don't... Sammy, she... It's a little weird. Um, she sometimes didn't make her go out and work. At least not until after Nikki was a little older. Yeah, they were doing yard work and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. Like we said, we, she should have never gotten out. According to Nikki, uh, he tried to resist the the way she was trying to force him to do things. Like, doing the yard, the excessive chores and, and things like that. And the punishments. He tried to resist. But eventually he fell in line and he did what he was told. Um, when things weren't done to Shelly's satisfaction, she would take things out of his room. Little pieces here and there. Then there was the bedding and the bed frame. And then his clothes and any personal items that he brought. Like It got to the point where he slept. I'm not even sure there was a mattress at one point. It was just whatever he could hide away and sleep on at night. 
Yeah, he was sleeping on the floor. And the only reason he ended up with a bed at any point after that was because Laura came for a visit and she was like, oh, Shane, let me see your bedroom. Mm -hmm. And she was like, why is, why is he down here? Why does he have nothing? Yeah, because there was an extra bedroom. Mm -hmm. There was. I think they used it as like a computer room or something like that. But, um, so she ended up forcing Shelly's hand and getting a bed and, and, and things like that. She ended up forcing Shane after a while to start sleeping on the floor, uh, not just in the basement, but in Nikki's closet. Mm -hmm. If she wanted to keep a closer eye on him, he would sleep in the computer room, like office area on the floor, in the living room on the floor. Just anything that would demean him further than what he already was. So Nikki talks a lot because her and Shane were together, were, were really close in age and they were bonded through all of the trauma that they endured. Oh, yeah. trauma and they had two very different opinions of Shelly. So Nikki was her biological daughter and she loved her mother. It didn't matter what what Shelly did to her, she has that love for her. Shane's over here like, I survived on my own before, I can do it again. And he tried so hard to escape so many times, but then when he did that, she would pack everybody up and she yeah. would hunt mm -hmm. him down. And I'm talking dozens of times. Mm -hmm. She would not stop until they were they found him. Yeah. Just remember that part. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, that plays a be, huge role later. Yeah, they would be like, what, one, two, three o'clock in the morning. It didn't matter. All it, of them yeah. in the vehicle. It'd be pouring rain, mm -hmm. it'd be freezing, whatever. They would all be in that vehicle looking for Shane. Yeah, one of the times before, oh, it was after Nikki got a job at one of the fast food places, I think. She had to drive Nikki to work. She left Shane there, but he had pissed her off somehow, some way, or maybe Shelly made something up. There's really no telling. So she was like, you sit in this chair and you don't move. And then she's like, Sammy, watch him. If he moves, both of you are in trouble. <clears throat> Sammy thought, he's not going to leave. He's not going to try to escape. She leaves. Sammy's like, this is the perfect time to go to the bathroom. She runs to the bathroom because, again, they're not allowed to use the bathroom unless she gives them express permission to do so. Right. While she's gone, Shane takes off. And they go hunt. Because it doesn't take long for, for Shelly to return. And Sammy's there like, I don't know where he went. They had to load up and they had to search for him. And it took it took a, half the night. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter whether there was school the next day. It didn't matter. No, it did didn't matter at all. Nothing mattered to her as long as she got her prey. I was about to say, and this is not, I know if your child goes missing, of course you're going to go out and look for them. But that's not what this was. No. It was her getting an escapee. Yeah. He escaped her prison, and she needed to make sure he didn't tell anybody because he would be the one. Yeah. He would be the one to tell everybody because she did not birth him. Right. But Nikki said, uh, I think as a kid I depended on her and her being my mom. I don't think I ever thought I had any other options but to live with her. As an adult, I kicked myself for not doing something to help myself back then. My mother could show affection and say kind words when she wanted to. She would abuse me. 
then the very next day hug me and tell me how I was her baby and she loved me. I think it would, I, I think it worked like any abusive relationship. A person feels trapped, nowhere to go. They are abused and then the abuser reins them back in with the kindness and the person being abused settles, not quite thinking about the next time they are beat. They're just relieved it is over for now. My mother was a ticking time bomb, and I never knew when she would go off. Everything could be great for a few days, and then boom. I loved my mother because I didn't know I had a choice. I had to love her. That's fucking terrifying. Fucking terrifying. But like we said, Nikki and Shane uh, had very differing opinions of of Shelly. (laughs) And Shane was a little bit more outspoken than Nikki. But they were very bonded in their abuse. They... When Shelly felt any type of way, like, she felt like her life was out of control or she was out of control, like, she couldn't control every single thing in her life, she would exact her revenge on them. And and that's exactly what it was. It is revenge, and it was torture, and it was, it was any negative, terrible word you can associate with it. She would sometimes punish them individually. Sometimes, a lot of times it would be Shane, and then she would switch would flip in her brain or whatever and she'd start targeting Nikki again and sometimes she would just, you know, force them both to do things. Mm-hmm. We know she has a penchant for making them undress. Mm-hmm. And and this is completely ridiculous and I can't imagine ever coming up with a punishment like this. It's not a punishment, it's fucking torture, but like in her head it was punishment. But she would have them completely stripped down, both naked, both in their teens at this point, I think. And she would force them to dance together. Not, like, separately. Like, a slow dance type thing. Mm-hmm. While she watched them. In the living room. In the living room. And this is one of the punishments that she had for them. She would force them to sleep outside at night. With or without clothes on. It just depended on her mood at the time. Um, but there would be no extra blankets. There would be nothing. So it could be dead of winter. and Like, I know I keep saying that. But, like, just... They went through decades of torture, and she liked to rotate them. She did the wallowing thing with with Shane, with Sammy, with Nikki. Eventually, it goes to other people, but I just, I don't know. In the same token of this didn't only happen with her children, but it happened with other people. In 1991, Shelly's friend, and I say that loosely. Hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. She was Shelly's hairdresser, but Shelly pulled that whole, oh, I'm a sweet, innocent lady, and uh, I just have all these kids, and I'm struggling. Oh, and by the way, I'm pregnant. And so, and then Kathy was a hairdresser, as we said. Super sweet, super gullible. She was living with her mother, and she was essentially taking care of her mother, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they got an argument. And then they got into an argument, and she, Shelly's like, oh, honey, come live with me. You can help me with the baby and take me to my chemo treatments, which, by the way, I don't know if you remember this, but <laughs> she's still pulling that shit. Oh, speaking of those, I'm going to come back to Kathy in just a moment, but do you remember in the book where it, it talks about how she made Dave take her to chemo appointments, sit in the lobby of the place that she was getting these treatments all fucking day? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> chemo treatments don't I mean they take a while don't get me wrong I was like I have no idea they they, they do but they do not take eight full hours 
because she would get there when the the doctor's office opened and then she would leave she'd come back out around the time that uh the doctor's office closed she would make she would make him sit there as a form of of another form of torture uh and control and to see if he would fucking do it but later on laura was like i wonder if she was forcing him to go to that and then she was slipping out the back and going to like a movie or something oh, 100%. and then going out to eat or whatever and then mm-hmm. coming back because, no joke, she confronted both of them about this at one point and was like, something's not right. And Dave's like, no, 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 she wouldn't lie to me, but she would. And she did. So back to Kathy Loreno. Uh, I think that's how you say her last name. If it's not, I deeply apologize because like, she really was like the sweetest lady. She was in her 30s. She, uh, she comes in and she was convinced by Shelly that her children were just awful. They were abusive toward her. They would just, they were constantly talking back. She, she just couldn't control them. And when she first moved in, Shelly did that honeymoon period thing where she eased up on the abuse on the kids so, so Kathy wouldn't see it. And then when the kids were like, God, mom's crazy or your mom's fucking nuts, she would get onto them. And that breaks my heart because she didn't know. Right. And she honestly thought that, that these kids just, the Shelly needed help with the kids. So she moved in as the, oh, I guess nanny, essentially. She was going to help with the, the new baby, and she was going to help with the chemo uh, treatments and or get her to, to and from chemo treatments so Dave didn't have to sit out there all day long. And then she started treating Kathy like she did with Shane. She started off with the small things, seeing if she could get them to do... She was also drugging her. Yes, I was about to say the drugs. <laughs> yeah, so she had the, so there was there was a little room between Nikki's room and Sammy's room, and that's yeah. where she put Kathy's Kathy. bed. Mm-hmm. And Kathy brought all of her belongings, and, and she was so fucking sweet. And you know, her and Sammy bonded, and Shelly didn't like that. She didn't like that relationship, mm-hmm. but she had all of the all of the things. She had her room decorated beautifully, and she had gorgeous fucking hair, and she was just, she's, I don't know. So this is 1991. So they, everybody was amazed that that Shelly was even having a baby to begin with because the chemo treatments, and everybody's like, doesn't chemo just wreck your body and essentially make you not fertile? And my question about that is, when was Dave capable of doing anything? <laughs> because he was not at home most of the time. So there's that. <laughs> Apparently something, because it is, it is Dave's, right? Yeah, yeah. Tori is Dave's. but She actually is pregnant, guys. Yes, this, this, this isn't a lie, which is amazing. But Dave was, was so fucking excited. He was like, I've got this baby. He didn't think he was going to have his own baby. Yeah. You know, he was taking care of the other other kids, but... He's like, but I get a baby. (laughs) She had a beautiful baby girl named Tori. And Shelly is, what what did I call her earlier? A a compulsive liar. That's that's what Shelly is. So when she was getting sympathy for for the cancer thing, she was was eating it up. Well, that kind of died off after years and years of, of the whole nobody's believing you at this point because you're full of shit. Then she realized that when she was pregnant, everybody's like, oh, how are you doing? You know, giving her extra attention and stuff like that. Well, then Tori came along, and we all know how it goes after having a baby. It's not about you anymore. It's about that baby. 
that wasn't uh, the best for her. Uh, so she decided to tell everybody that Tori was a preemie and that she had issues with her heart and lungs. Yet, never once did she have to go to the hospital or anything for, like, specialists and, and stuff like that. And I get it, it was, like, in the early 90s, so, I mean, it is what it is. But there was still specialists back then for those things. Right. She was also born full term. <laughs> yeah. Not. Uh, all right. <sighs> but in order to keep this lie about the whole heart issues going, and I'm telling you, like, she dug her heels in with lies. <laughs> she had this baby set up with a heart monitor, like one of those hospital ones that would, like, beep crazy if something happened. And it would go off just about every night. She's a fucking monster. She's a damn monster. Like, I don't even know how the fuck any of these kids survived. And I'm sorry that we're laughing. It's not funny. It's just, it's it pisses me the fuck off, to be honest. I think I think what we've discussed in another episode, I think it was probably with Pigmandu, but uh, <laughs> when we get real uncomfortable with something, we tend to, like, giggle a little bit more than we should. But it's not out of disrespect. It's out of... What the fuck are we supposed to say at that point? Yeah. And I mean, honestly, I've got tears in my eyes right now. She does. She's had tears so, since we sat down. Yeah. It, it's just awful. I'm going to start crying now. <laughs> I just don't, I don't fucking understand. Like, yeah. so much should have been done for them. Mm-hmm. Like, so much. It's, it's just, and she's out. And I fucking hate it. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Lee, uh, because I do have the, the bit yeah. of legal background that I do have, I do understand how it occurred, oh, but yeah. it still pisses me off. And yeah. there should be something in place to keep people like her away from society. Because she may not physically do anything to anyone again, but she will fuck somebody up mentally. mentally. She still says that she did not do fucking shit. Yeah. So if that doesn't scare the fuck out of you, mm-hmm. I don't Nothing that, will, apparently. That is just... We can take a key from the dinosaur show. <laughs> They're a volcano we can... Uh, so back to that um, the heart monitor and stuff. Uh, one night, Shelly and Kathy took Tori to the hospital while she was an, still an infant because she stopped breathing in the middle of the night. But it was okay because Shelly saved her. When they returned, Shelly had all the machinery she needed to ensure that uh, there would be alarms if the baby was having any trouble. Like I said, trouble came just about every night. The alarms would blare and everyone would rush to check on the baby. Uh, Amazingly, you know, Shelly was already there to take care of the baby. Like, her bedroom was on the same floor. But, you know, it's still amazing that she got there. Here's, Here's the issue. One night, Nikki came downstairs to check on the baby before the alarms started going off. Before the alarms went off. And at this point, Nikki was stealthy as fuck because she had dealt with the ticking time bomb that is Shelly. So Shelly did not see her. So she peeks over uh, the stairs or around the little wall there and uh, checks on the baby. And she saw her mother standing over Tori's crib with a pillow over the baby's face. And she must have gasped or, or, or something because then Shelly looked up at her and, and sees her and she pulls it off. She pulls the, the pillow off of the baby's face and she plays it off like, I, I don't even know how she would have been like, oh, I wasn't doing anything crazy or I wasn't trying to hurt her. But, you know. Shelly did her thing, and and they didn't discuss this anymore. There was never a discussion about what Nikki saw that night. But all the members of that house, except for Shelly, were more cautious when it came to the baby. Everybody. Because when Nikki... And, and 
I forgot to mention that one of the forms of torture and isolation was Shelley refused to allow the children to speak to one another half the time. So somehow Nikki was able to get the point across that there's something definitely going on between Shelley and when the alarms go off for the baby. And so they just started taking a little bit more caution and checking on the baby more frequently and things like that. So nothing bad would happen to her. And then it led Nikki to wonder if there had if she had done this to her when she was younger. Because she has one very vivid memory of lying in bed. It was shortly after she went back to her after living with Laura for a while. And she was sleeping. And she remembers just not being able to breathe. And she was reaching out. And when she opened her eyes and, and the pillow or something came off of her face, her mom was there. And she did that whole, oh, I'm here. I'm here to take care of you thing. Fucking psychopath. Yeah. And her mom tried to convince her that it was just a dream. And nothing had physically happened to her. It was just a dream. But to this day, she does not believe it was. Oh, no. <sighs> and because I can't uh, mentally take much more, I'm going to end it here. So that you know how much of a psychopath Shelly Notek is. And now... I hope you understand why we're covering her. And I apologize for the random, awkward, like, giggles that occurred. <laughs> yeah. God. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not in any disrespect. No, it's... It's very fucking uncomfortable. Very, and sad now. And I, I... Okay, but, like, I can't understand how anybody who has children treats their children in, in any kind of manner that's close to it. Sure, I get frustrated with kids and I yell entirely too much. Should probably stop that, but but there's a difference between yelling and then psychologically and you know, physically abusing them. But I, I, I cannot wrap my head around it. Um, because she is a case psychopath. I mean, yeah, she she literally she does not have the capacity to understand others' feelings. There's no fucking way. There's no yeah. way. Because if she did, she would have fucking empathy for children. But no, she preys on them. Yeah. Her own. Her own children. I mean, she is, for somebody to prey on the elderly mm-hmm. or the sick or, you know, children. People who are, are defenseless. Yes, that You're is It's supposed up. to be there to protect them, not to destroy them. But your own kids is mm-hmm. a whole nother fucking level. I'm sorry. It is. That is just, for people you don't know, that's one thing, but your own mm-hmm. fucking blood that you... Oh, that's that's a whole nother fucking level. And she is fucking horrible. Like, I can't. I can't. I was trying to figure out what uh, we could call her. Because honestly, Snot Crotch isn't strong enough. But calling her a piece of garbage also isn't strong enough. Because I feel like that is... I don't know. I feel like garbage would, would feel bad that we would put her in the same level as them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. She's, she's like the bacteria that just infects (laughs) people when they go swimming (laughs) in toxic water. She is, and to just be in denial, not really denial, because she knows what the fuck she did, and just denying it. I think she wholeheartedly believes she did not do anything. Oh, there's, see, fucking psychopath. Yeah. I mean, if that is true, she is just... She is a danger to society, is, she is, is what that is. And she is 
Because, you know, there there are certain people that just tell all sorts of lies and they just believe every fucking thing they say. Yeah, we had somebody like that in uh, <laughs> high school. <laughs> well, see, I think I think it might be something similar to that. It's just, you know, it's it's too much. I don't I don't know. I think she believes everything she says and, and there's no way to, even though I've been trying my damnedest to come to some sort of understanding, I don't think there is a way to do so. I don't know. Um, but this sure as hell is a full T-Rex, uh, episode, and you could tell by, uh, how awkward we are at the moment. <laughs> yeah. There is so much, uh, to this, and you should absolutely go read the book, If You Tell, by Greg Olson. And I'll have it in the show notes below, but go, just do that, because you need to understand what these kids went through. And then we all need to, as a society, collectively come together and figure out how the fuck to save kids. Because this should never happen. And it still happens. We need to come up with a way to keep it from happening. But we can uh, take a little bit of time and try to not be full T-Rex any longer. I got you. I got some stuff that would be funny. Sweet. You got that funk? <laughs> Please do. Speaking of kids. <laughs> it's a terrible segue. <laughs> Let's learn how people try to avoid them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> so, again, I'm using the website Audi because they're just fucking hilarious. Oh, awesome. them. they're O-D-D-E-E amazing. O-D-D-E-E is the website. Check them out because it's fucking hilarious. Okay. Birth control is what we're talking about. Okay. So, um, I'm going to talk about different types of birth control today. Please do. Enlighten me because I need to know. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna love this one. <laughs> Remember how I was like throwing crocodiles at one point? Or was that alligators? Into the Wendy's? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well multi purpose. Uh-huh. Apparently in ancient Egypt, they came up with a method for birth control. Uh-huh. The Egyptians thought that sperm would get tangled in the thick, sticky crocodile shit. What? Yeah. Thick, sticky croc... Crocodile shit dung. Like... Like actual poo. Poo. So they would shove crocodile poo up their hoo-haws. And like... Oh my god, those poor women and the infections they must have gotten. And they were like... Oh, I feel so bad for them. (laughs) And they would like coat dicks. I guess they would coat their dicks. Like lube them up. Oh. Coat them in the dung. Oh, that's so gross! What the fuck? What the fuck? No, all the shit. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Those poor women. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, but why specifically crocodile shit? Uh, because it was sticky. A man came up with this, by the way. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Uh, he probably fucked a crocodile or something. <laughs> When it sh- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I mean, or or maybe they were jacking off and <laughs> like in like the swamp area, and they happened to like come on on the the alligator crocodile shit, and it just kind of stayed there and it didn't move, and so they were like. I could use this. Could possibly be it. I'm gonna go with that one, not the first option that came up with. I mean, that would be really 
I'm just gonna move on because or maybe it's very absorbent. Everything going on in my head, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep going. Okay, another good one. Yes, lemons. The fuck? I need you to expand on this. Okay, people <laughs> from around the world rely on cutting a lemon in half and shoving it up a woman's vagina. So then so it's it, like a diaphragm. So it just blocks the the cervix. Mm-hmm. It would just it was, it was the right fit. That would, I feel like that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's um, fucking hurt. It's acidic. Th- well, yeah, yeah. No, that that would no. That's I awful. Definitely get infections that way. Yeah. Well. Why is everything shoving it up the woman and not shoving it down the man? Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have like this image of like. Uh, I the emotions of it, um, <laughs> like champagne bottles. Then we put a cork in it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> 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 just saying. Just saying. No. Um, oh my god. No, women, that's awful. That feels. I. I. That hurt because of that. <laughs> women juice is actually a mild spencer. Okay. I don't know. No. No. You wouldn't shove a lemon up your vagina? No. Hmm. Oh, darn. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. I have more. Okay. okay. Keep going. I just love the way they word shit. Um, <laughs> so, conceiving a baby generally requires a pair of balls somewhere along the chain of events. Yeah. That's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently, back, way back when in China, uh huh, they thought that animal testicles might have some power to stop pregnancy. In what fashion? So, how the testicles were used depends on the time period and location. Okay, so this is in China and in Europe. So, in China, for example, women would grind beaver balls into a powder and enjoy it as a contraceptive after sex tea so they would drink it after sex okay to try not to have babies beaver balls i mean as long as they're not showing it in them it's that's fantastic uh i was just like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) in europe testicles were magical apparently all the women had to do was wear a chain of weasel gonads around her neck or thigh you had to wear balls instead of I'm assuming the thighs, they could hide it a little bit better, so it's not like, hey, what, what jewelry do you have on? Oh, it's just some beaver testes. Weasel. I wonder what oh, sorry. Weaver, <laughs> weasel balls look like. Probably tiny. Just... Well, at that point, yeah. Yeah, they have to be tiny balls. They're weasel. They're beetle. You can wear my earrings. I... Yeah. Can we get some... I mean, people have nuts hanging from their their uh, tailgate. Why can't we have? I mean, yeah, but those are typically, you know, not real. They're like cast. Well, what if we like um, encase the balls in gold so they don't detachable? Maybe, maybe we need to uh, create a jewelry line of weasel testicle. Earrings uh, to help young ladies out there not get pregnant. <laughs> down, down. 
slow down. <laughs> okay. Animal guts. Okay. Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> One of the most common choices was animal intestines. As a condom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so apparently they would soak them, soak the guts in warm water or milk first. That's weird. I mean, I guess the warm, uh, no. Nope. So you know like the sausage, like how you make sausage? Like yeah, I know, and that's that's the yeah. problem that I'm having. Because they're putting their sausage into intestines. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> that's weird. Yeah. So it's kind of like. But now I need to know, did they have to go, like, did they prepare the intestines a certain way? And did they sell them in, like, some type of packaging? Or did they, yeah, like, did they get a a long uh, intestines bit and then have to chop it in certain sections uh, for their their penis to fit in, too? I think so, yeah, because they tied them off. Because in my head, I'm just... But like an intestine. <laughs> Some people uh, over exaggerating their their member. They're like, oh no, I don't need two inches. I need seven. <laughs> and then it just flopped. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have all sorts of weird images in my head at the moment. You know what I thought of? What? They could just eat the three inches off of it then and just stick it on there. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> God, we are weird people. <laughs> okay, Coca Cola. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just shake up a bottle till it's ready to pop. Open the cap. Quickly slip the mouth of the vagina and let her rip. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. No, 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 no. No? No. Have you seen what Coca-Cola and other sodas do to things, like, Yeah, that's what they would do to sperm. No. They kill the sperm. Yeah, but imagine what it's doing to the vagina. If it's doing... I... No. Um, you just douche with the Coke. Yeah, there's some sort of infection that comes with that. Oh, yeah. It says, this does not work. It will (laughs) only make a lady susceptible... To infections and STDs. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But could you imagine someone just shaking up a Coke? And oh boy. <laughs> no. No, no. Nope. No. Mm-mm. Nope. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple more. Squat and sneeze. So after you, you know, got all that man goo inside of you. Mangu. Mangu. <laughs> you just uh, you get up and you squat and you squirt that shit out of there. Okay. It says after dancing a horizontal mambo. It's <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. Oh, and you're how do they sneeze. know that they're they're horizontal? <laughs> Maybe they were vertical. Facts, facts. But yeah, so that was one way that you know people would try to not have kids. I could see somebody trying that because they're like, oh, I don't want this in me. <laughs> well, you know how some people will, like, raise their asses up in the air to try and make a baby? Mm-hmm. Well, this is just awesome. It's for tilted cervixes. If you have a tilted cervix, it's easier to conceive if you do that. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Weird random fact of the day. 
blacksmith cooling water. What? Apparently in second century. Mm-hmm. He theorized someone I, I don't he didn't say theorized women could prevent pregnancy if they jumped backwards seven times after sex and chugged the water blacksmiths used to cool metal. What? <laughs> this was in Greece, apparently. Oh my god. So but somebody really wanted to be like, I wanna know if you wanna have sex with me, so if you do, then you need to do this before we have sex. <laughs> I mean it did end up working. And if they're not willing to do that, then you know, they didn't actually want to have sex to begin with. <laughs> I reckon so. But apparently this did start working because I mean they the women just became sterile. Yeah. They had I could see so that. much metal built up in their body that they were getting metal poisoning. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. If someone didn't die from the metal poisoning, mm-hmm. which the women have to fucking drink this, by the way. Oh, I know. Why it's are always, the men drinking it? It's always the women. It's fucking stupid. Anyways, apparently this kind of method survived until World War One. Are you serious? Yes, yeah, they would go to factories and get metal water. Wow. Mm, that's fucked up. So, yeah. That's a, that's a no for me. I got two more. Okay. One actually could work. The other one definitely works, but you're not going to be alive. Mercury. Oh. Good old Mercury. <laughs> how does how does that uh, help you not have uh, children besides death? Death. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> you're just not going to be alive long enough to, to conceive. Like, no. I gotcha. It says just swig some Mercury after sex and you're good to go. Nice. No, that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. You will, you will die. Not, I just don't understand. Who thought of that one, though? Like, uh, uh, Well, it used to, so apparently mercury used to be used for, like, common cold medicine and shit. Like yeah, that. a lot of shit. Yeah. And then people were dying because, you know, yeah. death is involved with mercury. And not just <laughs> and when it it's in Gatorade. <laughs> it says on here, but then again, we suppose you can't get pregnant if you're dead, huh? Yeah. So. It's yeah. true. Okay, so this one actually can work. Juniper berries. Okay. Um, if you like, just make tea out of it. Mm-hmm. It it makes your uterine lining unstable. Oh. Yeah. So it can cause it can cause miscarriages too. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you consume, and this isn't like just one cup. Yeah. Like you gotta consume it's a, regular... a lot of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But apparently fucks with your uh lining but apparently yeah if you drink juniper berries tea whatever then um you could not get pregnant good to know or miscarriage really is what it would be hmm. it just makes it unstable so it's interesting really can't grow attach yeah 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 stay there yeah so i think out of all those I still prefer vasectomy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I want to squirt lemon juice down the hole. hole. (laughs) Are you thirsty? (laughs) Chug it, bitch. (laughs) All right. So if you would like to contact us or speak to us or whatever... Uh, send us some funny shit that we're gonna need in the next few episodes because we're gonna need it. A lot of it. Please do it. 
send that to us on uh, any of our socials or through our email. Oh yeah, tell us um, your weird stories about preventing madness. Listen, I'm allergic to latex, <laughs> <laughs> so I got some uh, funny stories. But anyways, um, yeah, tell us yours and we'll do Yeah. Unless you want your name uh, to be spoken aloud. That's fine with us, too. Yeah. 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 But you can do that in our email. At m 3 Or even pop it in there to the case suggestions. It's all open form, so you don't have to um, worry about being uh, short-winded. You can write entire paragraphs if you need to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're, we're definitely going to need something that's going to be uplifting or funny or at least entertaining yeah. for the next few episodes, uh, because we're all going to be struggling. Yes, yeah, I'm struggling. Hope, yeah. I hope, um, this episode yeah. at least made you laugh. A l- little giggle. <laughs> what else is there? Oh, just go to our link tree. That's where all our shit is. <laughs> it's in the show notes. <laughs> Okay, bye. bye.